Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Hey everyone, welcome to this week's episode of Happy Hour. I am your host, Gretchen Garrity, and we are joined by the best guest yet, Arvid Olano. <laughs> oh my gosh. Hi everyone. Um, wow, this is kind of crazy, but hello. Um, <laughs> if you don't know me, my name is Arvin Olano and I am a Filipino YouTuber and my whole focus is interiors, home decor, and a little bit of fashion as well. Um, I actually was born in the Philippines and I kind of grew up there. I, I moved to the U.S. when I was 10 and I actually live in Henderson now. So I, actually I'm in Nevada. Um, so kind of close to Las Vegas, right? Um, and yeah, I, I'm pretty new to the creator world. So I'm so excited to be here. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I could not wait for this episode. You guys, I should tell my listeners if they didn't know already that I'm literally your number one fan. So this is just going to be the best episode ever. And yeah, that's where you can find Arvin. So your YouTube, your Instagram, everything like that is just your name, right? If they want to find you. It's just, yes, exactly. All my socials is just at Arvin Olano. Amazing. So you guys know we always do a little segment where we talk about what we're happy about. And I don't know if you have like a happy quote or like a phrase that you live by, that sort of thing. So what are you happy about this week? You know, I am happy about a lot of things, but I, I have to say that a quote that I kind of live by is just be your authentic self and happiness will find its way to you and your life. And I feel like that's how I've, I've learned to live my life essentially. So that's what I love. It's just be you, be true to who you are. I love that so much. And I feel like if anyone listening has seen your YouTube or your Instagram, that's so the vibe that you give off. Like you are so unapologetically yourself. And I love that so much. Like that really comes across. Thank you. And I feel like it's so inspiring for everyone else to be like, okay, why am I afraid to like dance around in my kitten heels? Arvin can do it. Right. I can do it. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. You just, you just got to go for it. You know, <laughs> I bet you're happy about your, I saw that you remodeled your bedroom and it looks so amazing by the way, the new rug and you have all the new decor. Oh, thank you. And the mirrors. I, I felt like, Yes, the, the bedroom, I feel like, I feel like the bedroom is always the last thing that you decorate in your home. At least for mm -hmm. me, that's, that's what I, I found it to be because it, it's not really open to the public. Like no one comes in your house and goes to hang out in your bedroom, you know? So we kind of forgot about that space for really since we moved in, it was just kind of like where we slept and, you know, but since all of the other rooms in the house were kind of already finished, we, I really wanted the bedroom to feel special and somewhere we, we can relax. I wanted it to have like a hotel kind of vibe. So 
I just said, let's do it. Let's, let's really just go for it, decorate it. And I'm so excited that you liked how it turned out. Oh, I it really looks just, amazing. <laughs> I, I wanted to, you know, show in the video just simple things that you could do. And it was all affordable pieces. Like nothing was so expensive in that makeover. And small changes can really make a big impact. And that's what I love about, you know, interiors and interior design is like you can make the smallest change and it will feel like such a big difference. So now we can get into the questions that we have for you today. And I guess we will start off with what was the main reason you started your YouTube channel? Like what actually got you to start YouTube? Okay. So Gretchen, I have to be honest. I feel like it was always something that was in the back of my mind. I had never had the courage to do. I grew up watching, oh my gosh, someone's calling me. Who's that? Decline. <laughs> okay. So as I was saying, I, I grew up watching YouTube and everything that I know about fashion, beauty, makeup was because of YouTube. And last year when Andrew and I bought our first home together, Andrew is my partner. Um, I was looking for a channel that talked about interior design and budget-friendly design. And I couldn't find one, not, not one that resonated with me and my style and my values. So I, I had a thought like, what if I started a channel? But of course, it, you know, you go through the motions of being a creator and you're like, I don't know, I'm, I'm afraid, like what if people don't like me? So I actually started on Instagram and I started posting, my home decor finds and at the time my instagram was so small and it was just my friends my close family and so whenever i would post anything home decor related i would start with okay so nobody asked but i found like the coolest stuff today for my house and the response that i got from my home decor was insane it was kind of crazy because i i've always posted my fashion on on social media, but it wasn't until I posted home decor that the response that I got was just, I was blown away. And so I told Andrew, I was like, I think I really want to start my own channel. And so on January 20th of this year, 2020, on my birthday, Aww. I launched my channel. I posted my very first YouTube video and it was actually about fashion of all things. And that's really where it got started. My next video was home decor related mm -hmm. and it just sparked this new passion for creating. I mean, I've, I feel like I've always been a creative person, mm -hmm. but it wasn't when I started posting those videos, I was like, wow, I, I feel like I have something here and I mm -hmm. just have to keep going and, and see where it takes me. You know what? That's so interesting. You say that the response for the home decor was so crazy because that is how I found you. Like literally there were these home goods videos kind of being like promoted on the side of my yes. YouTube homepage every day. I'm like, what are these home goods videos? Like I literally never gave home goods a chance. I'm like, what is even there? Like I never really knew all the hidden gems until I started watching your videos and I'm like oh my gosh now I know how to like decorate my new place everything like that so I was like totally hooked right as I found your videos about home goods so I can imagine 
I feel like so many people found you from that and are just like, oh my gosh, now I know like what to do with decor. And you totally found a place I feel like on YouTube that there wasn't anybody else or that there was someone like you missing because there's so much like interior design home decor, but it's really not attainable or like relatable. Yes, Everything is so expensive. It's insane. And so by you being like, there are all these hidden gems at home goods. Everyone's like, wait, 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 I can do that. Like I can go get these pieces too. Yes, absolutely. And, and I felt the same way when I was looking for inspo on YouTube, it was like, I was finding these insane, like world renowned designers, but at the same time, they were like doing all of these custom homes. And, you know, when you buy your first home or you buy your first place, you spend a lot of money. It's your biggest investment. It's your biggest purchase. So you always, I was looking for that attainable, relatable channel and I couldn't find it. I, Mm -hmm. I was like, who do I look to for inspiration? And, you know, when it comes to home goods, it was like, when I started posting home goods, I didn't realize that there were so many people that shopped at home goods all the time and when i started finding these crazy treasures and gems like designer pieces at home goods i had to share it with the world like i had to share the home decor magic and you're right i i felt like i found a community of of people that love the same things as i do and as now you do as as like mm-hmm. you know a homeowner a home buyer someone who wants to decorate decorate their space. So I feel very lucky. So what has been like the best and the hardest part of being on YouTube, like having your YouTube channel so far? So the best part about having the channel is probably being able to connect with thousands of people in one video. It has been such a whirlwind of like an experience and to, to be able to connect with someone or teach people how to do something is crazy. And it's not just one person, it's, it's thousands of people at a time. And I think that is the best thing to ever happen is to touch all of these lives. And whether it's home decor related, and you know, obviously you, you would know this because you're on YouTube is like, you would get DMs of how you made someone's day or, watching your channel makes them so happy. And I think that's the, at the end of the day, is that what, that's what really does it for me is it's the people. But, you know, I, I think the hardest part about being on YouTube is just, is learning how to be on YouTube. I think I'm still obviously pretty new. I started in January of this year, like I said, and it's, it's kind of like, a new job, you know, like your first year, you're coming into it, you have no idea what you're doing and you're just going with the motions and you're trying to find your groove, you make mistakes and you find things that you love about about the new job and you kind of, you just learn along the way. And I think that's what it's been like for me the last, in the last few months, so. Mm -hmm. That is the best part, the people, like the messages. And it's almost like on our end, we couldn't even imagine how like showing our day or a vlog or a trip to home goods, we're just like, oh, whatever. It's like normal life. But then it's like, if that, if someone can relate to that and it makes them feel less alone or like they're hanging out with a friend or anything like that, it's like, we couldn't even imagine what that does for other people. And it's so special. Like that is totally the best part. 
Absolutely. I could, I really couldn't agree more. And I feel like I've been on that other side as a viewer to someone else's channel and now being on the opposite side as a creator, it, it feels, it feels so fulfilling. Like it really does. It just makes my day, you know? And I'm sure you meet so many. I've seen on your stories. I'm sure people tag you all the time. The Arvin made me do it. But I see when they meet you like in Home Goods or the RH outlet, like it's probably so much fun. Yes. Oh my gosh. I feel like that was also a crazy thing is like when I went to the RH outlet the first time after all of this, after like they opened, people were coming up to me and saying like, you're the guy on YouTube, right? And I was like, oh my gosh, hi, I can't believe like you watched my channel. And again, to connect with people with the same like interests, it's magic. Like that feeling is, is, is something that I can't describe into words. <laughs> mm -hmm. Oh, I love that. So what videos are your favorite to make on YouTube? You know, I feel like you're going to think that it's going to be the home goods videos, which, which is a close second, but mm -hmm. I feel like vlogs are my favorite thing to film because it, the vlogs just allow me to like want to be myself and show more of like my day-to-day -day life. I can show them home decor, but I can also show them, you know, fashion and a little bit of my family and it, it kind of, I feel like I'm still getting used to it, kind of taking the camera along and taking you guys like along to my day to day, but it's just so much fun. It's so much fun. And vlogs are actually my favorite thing to watch on, on YouTube. So the fact that my vlogs were, it was, it was just received very well. It makes me excited to do it some more. So of course the next second would be home goods videos. It's my favorite, favorite place in the world. So, And I feel like with vlogs, that's so true. Like when I first started vlogging, cause I started YouTube forever ago, vlogging was never a thing. So when people started these vlogs, I'm like, oh, I guess I'll try out vlogmas. Right. That's when I first started vlogging. I'm like, wait, so I can just like show them what I'm doing. Like, this is so personal, like my life and my personality, but it's not like a sit down video anymore. It's like, you're literally just sharing your life. So it's like a whole other ball game. Like I felt like I was so awkward in my vlogs at first, but I could sit in front of the camera and like talk about a topic, but then like the vlogs, it's like, wait, okay. So this is just me now. I will say though, that when I watch your vlogs, I just feel like I'm there. And I think that's, what's great about a vlog. It's like, it's a completely different experience to our audience that it makes them feel like you're part of what's happening, like in our day-to-day -day lives. And I, I love it. You know, like you can talk about anything and you can, you can discuss anything and it's, it's my new favorite. Let's just say yeah. that. <laughs> and I feel like it just makes you like friends with your viewers. And that's why when I meet people in person, I'm always like, Oh my gosh, we already know each other. Like we're BFFs. So do you think that you've always been so confident and outgoing like you are in your videos and on social media or has that been like a journey? You know, Okay, Gretchen, this is like such a great question. And it actually has been the complete opposite. When I was, when I was growing up, it has always been a, a struggle for me to like find my place and who I am. And I've always been shy. I was never a talkative person during family parties. I was always on the side, just kind of observing. And I think part of the reason it was like, 
I, I knew I was different in the inside. I knew I was different. And it wasn't until I, you know, I grew up as an adult. It was, it was because I was in the closet. I, you know, I living as a LGBT youth, there are struggles that you can't explain to the world. And, and it wasn't until I was in high school, I actually joined um, the high school dance team. And it was kind of crazy because, you know, I was this super shy person growing up and out of nowhere, something in me wanted to join the dance team at my high school. And when I joined the team, it really, it made me realize that being shy is just, that internal fear is just something that you make up. And I fell in love with the stage and the art of performance. And I actually um, came out to my friends as I came out as a gay individual when I was 17 to my dance team. And when I was 18, I became the captain of the dance team. I actually joined a dance crew here in Vegas and they're called Mechami. Mechami is still a very successful dance team now. And it and being part of that team made me realize I could just be who I am. I could just be myself. And, you know, growing up, you as a LGBT youth, it's kind of like you, they tell you not to be feminine and not to be who you are and not to be flamboyant. But being a part of a dance team, it was the complete opposite. They encouraged you to be who you are. They encouraged you to be your true self and whether you're a little bit feminine, it's okay. And that was actually my favorite part about being in a team is I got to blossom into this whole new person. And I got to express that on a stage in front of all these people. When growing up, I was actually so shy, but there was nothing that I love more than being on stage. And in kind of in, in a way now, you know, I, I, I don't dance anymore with the team, but now I feel like I have a whole new stage. It's, a, it's just a different platform. It's YouTube. And yeah, to answer your question, I mean, I was never that confident person always. I had to learn to be that person, you know, and that journey is, who, is what made me who I am today. It's what made me, it's what mm -hmm. makes Arvin, Arvin. <laughs> yeah, so many people... I think would be shocked if they knew that you were ever shy and not as confident and like outgoing as you are now, because you just have such a confidence that comes across on your social media. And it's almost like hearing all of that, it sounds like dance just helped you express yourself, find your confidence, everything like that. So I love that dance did that for you and gave you a place, especially being so young and being in the closet and then coming out to your friends on the dance team. It like gave you a safe place to be able to express yourself and be yourself and not have to feel like you have to act a certain way. So this goes along with that. What advice would you give to someone about being their true authentic self? Maybe if that's something that they struggle with. Okay, I love this. And I'm actually gonna pull out my phone because I wrote something down that I feel like I have to share. My advice for someone about being their authentic self is that your true self is the person that you have to live with for the rest of your life. Your true self is your best friend and 
your true self will help you in your toughest times, your lowest lows and your highest highs. So celebrate your true self and don't hide that from the world. Be true to who you are because that, that person is going to help you with your life journey and it's going to help you reach your goals. So just be your authentic self and celebrate that. You know, it's, it's hard. It might be very hard for some people, but once you get there, it's, it really is like, it's the meaning of true happiness. So if, if you're listening to this and you're kind of going through those motions, just know that you can do it, you know, just, just be you and you'll find your tribe. You'll, you'll find, you'll find yourself. And that journey is, is everything. It's, it's, it's amazing. And I almost feel like if you're not being your true authentic self, you can feel it deep down. And so you won't find your full happiness and you'll feel like a part of you is missing or you're like being less of yourself in a way that reminds me when you were younger, I'm sure you were still figuring out who you were and how you like to express yourself, but it's like being shy or kind of um, just not expressing your true like personality after a while, you're kind of exhausted and just like sad. And I feel like once you find that you find so much happiness and this reminds me, I know we'll bring up Andrew later, but this just reminds me of how you were like, I knew he was the one because I could just be my full self around him. Like I could wear the sweatpants. I could wear the kitten heels in the blazer. He just loved me for me. And yeah, that just reminded me of that. Oh, thank you so much. Um, yes, absolutely. And whether it's, it applies in your life in a certain way, like how it was with me and Andrew, it, it actually, I feel like it is relevant whether you, you, you're gay or not. You know, you, when, you, when you find that true self and you find that person that just, loves you for you, you feel like you don't have to hide anything. And that feeling is, is incredible. You know, it's, it it really is fulfilling when you can just be yourself. And I feel like when you're young and you're figuring yourself out, you, you might not know what that feeling is yet because you're kind of like afraid of to be yourself or you're afraid of judgment. But when you let all of that go, my gosh, it's, it's a beautiful thing. That reminds me. I mean, I left my, a previous relationship because I started to feel like I couldn't be myself anymore and that he wouldn't like accept me for how outgoing I was, how loud I was like things like that. And so after a while, when you start to like quiet yourself down or be like less of yourself for someone else, you are so unhappy. And I think it takes maybe some time, maturity, age to realize, wait, like this makes me so unhappy. I shouldn't be in this type of relationship or that's just a relationship example. But I feel like that just applies to so many things. If you feel like you can't be yourself with friends or family or at a job or, you know. I completely agree. You're right. It doesn't have to be a relationship. It could also be your job. And I feel, I feel the same way. If you're not happy, you have to move on. So good thing we brought up jobs because I know (laughs) you recently left your corporate job at Gucci to focus on social media full time. So what has that been like? Yes. um, I left Gucci not too long ago, actually just a little over a week and a half now. And to be honest, it has been kind of crazy. I mean, it's all, it's, it's been scary for sure. 
you know, with everything that is going on, I mean, I had to sit with myself not too long ago and ask, ask myself, like, do I leave a corporate job that is stable, that has been so good to me for over six and a half years? And do I take this leap of faith and do something for me? And, you know, I, I feel like these last few months at Gucci really has taught me a lot about myself as, as a creative person. And it just got a little bit tough. Like the schedule has been a little bit crazy. And with the new normal, I was starting to lose myself. I, I, I was starting to get so stressed out about the, the tiniest things at work. And I was starting to lose Arvin. I was, I was not recognizing who I was anymore when I was at work. And, you know, a, about a, a month ago, I just had to make the decision of, of either doing YouTube or sticking with Gucci. I couldn't handle both. I had to pick one or the other. And, and it was a hard, hard decision. And I, you know, I talked with Andrew and I told him I wanted to leave. I wanted to pursue YouTube full time. And it was a leap of faith. I mean, the transition has been tough. It's, it's something that I'm still getting used to, you know, like I said earlier, it's now it's, it's a new job and I'm going through the motions and I'm, I'm trying to see what works and, and the new schedule and the new normal. But I'll also say that it's been very fulfilling and it's been, it, I feel like I've never been happier to, to pursue this new, this new adventure. When you were saying that you felt like you were starting to lose yourself and um, you weren't happy at work, was it just like you were feeling so overwhelmed doing YouTube and working at Gucci, like kind of full time with both things? I think it was right when we opened back up the, we opened the doors back up to the public. I kind of started seeing YouTube as like, like a new job. It was kind of like my part-time job. And then I also had Gucci full-time and it did become so overwhelming that I wanted to only be doing YouTube when I was at Gucci, drafted with doing at Gucci. And I, in the back of my mind, I was thinking like, oh my gosh, I have to film this. Oh my gosh, I still have to edit. Wait, oh my gosh, I have a video that I need to go up tomorrow. And I couldn't focus what I had to do at Gucci. And I felt like I didn't want to jeopardize Arvin at Gucci because I was doing something else on the side. And, you know, at the end of the day, I had to pick one or the other. Like I couldn't do both anymore. And so I, I made that choice. And wow, that was a very scary day to, you know, go into my manager's office to tell him, hey, hey I'm sorry, but I'm leaving. You know, it's, I feel like that's never a, uh, an easy thing to do to, to leave somewhere where you've worked for such a long time. But totally, I feel I like think... it was also one of the best things that I've done for myself. Yeah. I mean, definitely. I can't wait to watch you grow. You're going to hit a million <laughs> subscribers like tomorrow. But I think a lot of <laughs> people on YouTube can relate to that because I think for a lot of people, I know like a close friend of mine worked corporately 
And it sounded very similar to your situation where she was like, I was just thinking about like, I had to do this video for this brand. And so then I'm like doing those emails, but like I'm at work. So like, what am I even doing? And I can think of times in my life where it's like my priorities started with like other things. And then YouTube was always like the side hustle, but then like priorities change when you realize, wait, I'm way more interested in YouTube. I'm thinking about it all day long. That's what I'm actually interested in. The priority switch. And you're like, wait, the side hustle. I think I want to be like the main hustle. So I got to get rid of the other things. And it's, it's definitely so tough. I can't even imagine like somewhere you worked for six years. You're like, okay, I don't want to like burn any bridges, like still love me, but I'm sure they were so, I mean, this is you going out on your own, like doing your own thing. So I'm sure at Gucci, they probably were just like, oh my gosh, like good luck, like do your thing, you know? Right. And what's crazy is like, I barely talked about where I worked on social media because I felt like that was such a weird thing to talk about. Mm -hmm. However, my Gucci family knew exactly what I was doing. Of course, I mean, they all follow me on social media and, mm -hmm. and you know, when I told them, it was kind of like they were sad, but at the same time they were like, okay, well, we knew it was coming and we're so excited for you and they've always been so supportive. So. I, you know, I, I love my Gucci family. So it was like, it was such a hard decision to leave. Mm -hmm. And that makes me think too, like, since you've worked at Gucci for so long, I mean, obviously you have been so like disciplined. You've had this structure, this routine. And I can just think of times in my life where I've had like the more structure. And then I go to like, just doing YouTube, like right as I graduated college, for example, I'm like, wait, so now what? Like now what's my new routine? Like, what do I do every day? Like, when am I filming? When am I eating? When am I working out? Cause it's tough being your own boss, you know? Yes. Um, yeah. That transition is crazy. Cause you're right. You're, you have a routine for so long and then now you're like, okay, now I have to do my own routine and I have mm -hmm. to make my own schedule. And, you know, I will say like keeping to a schedule is what has made it a little bit easier for me is like, you know, you wake up, you get ready, you have your schedule and you plan out your day just like you would at a normal job, you know? Yeah, I so agree with that. I feel like if you are working just for yourself on social media, it can be really easy to like sleep in and throw on the sweatpants, but you're like, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> like getting ready, putting on the makeup, curling your hair, like whatever it is, like actually just changes your whole day and like how you feel about yourself and maybe like how hard you're working and everything like that. I so agree with that. <laughs> I've learned the hard way. <laughs> I totally agree. I mean, the makeup helps when you put on your face, you're ready. Like girl, you're ready to take on the day. <laughs> so for working at Gucci for six years, what do you think your favorite part was? Oh my gosh. My favorite part about working at Gucci would probably be the people and not just, you know, my immediate Gucci work family, but it was, it was the way that the company, the way that they empowered their people was just so crazy. I mean, I've worked in retail for years, but I have never felt more celebrated as an individual than when I was working for Gucci. And I have to say, I, I worked for Gucci at a time when the brand was kind of at, as it, at its lowest lows. We were kind of in a transition from a old designer into a new designer. So 
when I, when I first started in 2014, the designer for Gucci was Frida Giannini. And Gucci at the time was a bit more of a mature brand. It was about a mature client. And a year later, we made the, or a year later, the brand transitioned into a new designer. And his name is Alessandro Michele. And he, he celebrated fashion as a way to express yourself. And it was the idea that fashion is fluid, it's, it's genderless, and it's, it's a way to celebrate you as a person. And I feel very lucky to be, I was at the forefront of such an iconic moment in Gucci fashion, fashion history. And fashion history in general, this was the time when you saw, you know, the double G belts and the logo t-shirts and logo mania. And it, it, and as a fashion lover, being part of that iconic moment is so crazy when everyone was wearing the brand and what to, to just be yourself. And whether that was as an employee or as a person who bought into the brand, it taught me to, to not only celebrate, you know, me as an individual, but to celebrate working for the company. And in my everyday routine, I was just, it, you know, it, it taught me to celebrate the brand and working for Gucci at the time, it didn't feel like a job. It just felt like, it felt like I was doing something bigger than, you know, selling beautiful products. I was, I was part of something really special. I feel like that's when you can tell that you are so happy in your work because that's what YouTube feels like for me personally. And probably you too. It like does not even feel like a job. It's just something that I get to do for fun. And then one day I started making money and it was crazy and like a dream come true, but it's like, it's just fun Absolutely. at first. And whenever, and for me, like whenever it gets too worky job, like and about numbers, I feel like I start to pull back and I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. like I'm not enjoying it. And that's just what made me think of when you were saying at Gucci, it didn't even feel like a job. It just felt so much fun. It was some of the best years of my life. You can even see in what you're wearing right now. It's just so much fun. I feel like they got way more color. I just feel like I remember that and how they were before was almost more stale, like older people that were fancy would wear it. You know what I mean? Yes. Yes. I think that was one of the, the best things to happen to the brand. It was luxury luxury brands used to be so exclusive to a specific market and it was an older client who had a lot of money but the turnaround for gucci was you know inclusivity was the new idea of the brand and we had this whole new client a younger client who started shopping at the at the store where you know it was it was so colorful and it was a celebration of, of fashion and it was just so much fun. And I have to say a lot of, you know, a lot of my um, fashion choices has been influenced because I worked so long for a brand that, that was all about that aesthetic. And I carry that until now. I mean, obviously I'm still wearing, you know, wearing the brand and I probably still will be wearing the brand because it, it represents such a special moment in my life. Yeah. And that's so fun that you get to look back and be like, Ooh, I was a part of that. Like I helped do that when they made their whole shift and that's just so cool. Yes. Yes, absolutely. So what do you think 
working at Gucci all those years, like what do you think it taught you the most? Working all those years for the brand has really taught me that I enjoy being a creative and a teacher. So my last two years at Gucci, I was actually the training ambassador for my store. And essentially what that meant was I get to train the team on all things product related, you know, how to sell a certain product, how to style a certain collection. And I was so lucky I got to go to Milan twice to see the collection and train with the global team. And I got to meet kind of my counterparts at every other store from all over the world. So when they sent me the first time to Milan, I was thinking, oh, you know, I'm gonna, I'm going to see some people from New York and I'll see some people from LA. No, when I got, when I landed and when I got to the hotel, there were people from Japan, Dubai, Europe, and it was so crazy. And I got to learn how to be a trainer and a teacher and the last two years at Gucci, I really felt like that was my purpose. I found my purpose in the company is to teach the team how to, how to do all of these things, fashion related, clienteling related. And I don't know, I feel like that, that fire of, of the, and that creativity helped me kind of launch into this next you know, part of my life, which is YouTube mm -hmm. and being able to, to teach people how to dress and how to sell in at Gucci kind of in a way it launched my new passion for um, teaching someone how to style a home. Mm -hmm. And I have, I have Gucci to thank, you know, I, I thank all of my, all of my wonderful coworkers at Gucci for for helping me understand that I was, I was born to teach. I, I love to train and to, to inspire people to do things, whether it's design or, or interiors. So yeah, wow. <laughs> I think that is so clear in your YouTube videos that like teaching skill totally transfers over and even kind of like the dancing you were saying earlier, just expressing yourself, like performing, like the love to perform. It's sort of like on YouTube, you can do all of that. Like you're teaching people how to decorate their interiors, what to buy at home goods and what to literally stay away from. <laughs> Working at Gucci, <laughs> if that taught you that you love teaching and like you said in your most recent years, being able to teach people within Gucci that carries over so well into YouTube. Thank you. I, I feel like it, it was kind of like a seamless transition like i i feel like all of the important moments of my life where it was dance and when i was a dancer i became you know i i was also a teacher i i choreographed dances and i taught the team and when i worked for gucci i did the same thing i became a teacher and i didn't realize that that's what i enjoy so much and like i said it has been kind of like an easy transition for YouTube because that's where my passion really lies is to teach and inform. 
your videos do that so well. Like that's so apparent because it's almost like when I leave one of your videos, it's like, wait, I've literally just gained so much value. And now I know how to design this certain space or like, I'm actually taking away things instead of like vlogs are fun and I can hang out with you for a day, but it's like the videos where you're teaching me and I'm learning things. It's like, whoa, that is literally so helpful. Like I needed that, you know? Oh, I, I'm so happy to hear that. I love it. I guess this is similar because you worked at Gucci for so long. So how would you describe your fashion sense? I feel like my fashion is very, it's very specific. Um, I would say that it's fluid. It's, it's bold. It's daring. I'm not afraid to express myself. And what's crazy is I used to be afraid. I used to be afraid to wear more feminine clothes. I used to be afraid to wear handbags and and be out in public because I was afraid, you know, one, to be bullied or be judged. And actually, as, as you grow older, you, you realize that, you know, that fear is just, again, it's something that you make up in your head. And my style has been a way for me to, to youth or other people that it's okay to wear what you want. It's, it's a way for you to, to tell your story without even saying a word. And at the same time, it was also a way for me to find my tribe of people that loved fashion. And, you know, till this day, it's like, sometimes I'm still afraid to like throw on a pair of heels and walk out in public. And I don't know why, it's just, you have that fear of like, oh, what if, what if someone looks at me weird? But actually it's, now it's my reaction is I should wear these things because I want the I want the world to know that it's okay to to be who you are and dress how you like because there's no rules in fashion it's meant to be broken it's it's you know it's it should be like this and we shouldn't look at other people in a weird way if they're if they're dressed differently from how we do and and that's what I love about fashion is you can just, you can be who you want to be. You can dress feminine, you can dress masculine, you can put on heels, you can put on your sneakers. Having a rule that a certain item is just for a certain gender, if I want to wear a pair of heels tomorrow, I, I should be able to. And it should be okay. You know, it shouldn't be something that we were taught to look down upon and I feel like growing up that to do this and girls are meant to do that but it's 2020 you know things are different fashion I is so fluid agree. and I think like the part of your like if you would be nervous to put on the heels and then you're like, wait, I want to wear them probably because I love them and I want to wear them. They're going to make me happy wearing them. And I love that I get to show everyone else that you can dress like this too. It's like that almost is such a freeing moment in your head. You're like, wait, I'm just going to do it because I want to. And it makes me happy. And I don't need to care about what anybody else thinks. And I love that about your fashion sense so much. I think that comes across so well on your Instagram. Like you're not afraid of color. You're not afraid to wear all the things you want to wear. And it's so inspiring. Yes. Thank you. I, you know, I, if I can inspire at least just one person through fashion to, to be as you are and come as you are and be able to express yourself by wearing clothes that you love. I mean, there's no better feeling. So how would you describe your style of decorating? Oh my gosh. Okay. I feel like this is such a great question because 
I was trying to find the name for my design style for the longest time. And I remember one day I was just on the internet and I found the design style and it was, it's called organic modern. And in short, organic modern is essentially, you know, it's, it plays on contemporary design and clean lines juxtaposed with organic materials and organic shapes. So a lot of raw wood elements and a lot of organic kind of fluid shapes and rounded shapes. And I actually feel the same with, way with fashion is I, I always believe that opposites attract. So you take a very modern linear piece and you juxtapose it with a rounded organic piece from the earth, whether it be a geode or a crystal. And when those two things meet, I feel like it, it describes my personal design style. And I also love to mix all other design styles with my, with my own personal style, because I feel like, you know, with interiors, it's the same thing. You don't have to follow any rules. And that's what I learned in the last year of, of decorating my home is don't feel like you have to stick to mid-century modern or, or bohemian or, or, you know, a specific style mix it up. I mean, that's when you really start to show your own personality in your home is when you just decorate the way you want to. And when you kind of get stuck to a certain style, it can almost feel, it feels kind of stuffy. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when I first moved in with Andrew, like a little over a year ago, I was really, I loved the modern bohemian style because it was cozy. It was layered. And I was seeing all of these photos on Pinterest and that's what my home looked like for the first few months. It was so much texture. And, and I actually kind of looked back at those photos and I was like, I feel like this isn't even who I am as a person. Like I don't even see Arvin in this, in this home. So then I started to venture off in other styles and I just started mixing all these different things. And that's when I found my love for organic modern. I love that term organic modern. I've never heard of that, but that really gives me like one hotel vibes with like the yes. wooden coffee tables that we love, like the restoration yes. of the coffee tables. The picture you put in your, the Q&A part of one of your recent videos of your house when you first moved in and how it was, it was totally bohemian. Yes, and yes. I know what you mean. I think when you realize, wait, I don't have to stick to this one thing like modern or contemporary, mid-century modern, whatever it is you're like, wait, I can just get the pieces that I like and it will still look really good and be more me. And then it doesn't have to feel like a catalog or one thing, so. I absolutely agree. And speaking of one hotels, I haven't been to one yet. And I've seen lots of vlogs, not vlogs, but pictures and stuff on Instagram. And I cannot wait to go to one because it just looks so dreamy. It looks like it looks like our vibe, you know? Yes. Oh my gosh. You literally will be in heaven when you go. And the lobby just smells so good. Like I literally specially order. I'm going to send you one of their candles. They're so good. They make your whole like house just smell like their lobby. I don't even know how to describe it. It's just so good. I can't wait. And when I go to, when I go to the hotel, I I'm hoping in the fall, cause I want to like layer up, you know, and get all dressed up. Andrew and I are planning to go. 
I'm going to, I'm going to look at the lobby and I'm going to see what it smells like. <laughs> yes. You're going to be obsessed. And it's just so like, that is really what I based my new like apartment home, whatever you call it. That's what I based it off of. And all of your decor tips, of course, and all the different things I can find at home guys. And I hope, I you it. know, I have geodes literally everywhere in every corner on every book because of you. <laughs> <laughs> when you walk by a geode, it's amazing. It's, it's the most like amazing little earthy thing. And, and that's what I love about like that organic modern style is when you bring in those, those things that come from nature, you get that indoor outdoor living and I feel like as humans, we, we crave for that feeling. And who knew that bringing in a little rock would give me that feeling, but it does. <laughs> oh yeah, it really does. And it's so nice with the plants that made me realize like, it is like bringing in the elements of nature that makes it feel so homey and cozy and like luxurious, all of the things. And when you find a geode at home goods, it feels like you just won like a treasure hunt. You're like, woo, like it's so exciting. Those geodes could be really expensive anywhere else, but at home goods, they know what's up. They, they, they're the plug for the geodes. Okay. <laughs> I know. Whenever I see them, I think of you. I, the last time I was at the restoration hardware outlet, I saw a big, beautiful white geode, but it was maybe like 300 something dollars. And I'm like, mm. Oh my gosh, do I do it? Like, <laughs> I no. will say though, when, when you see the crystals and geodes from restoration hardware, they are like, they are so clear and, and sparkly and Ooh, it, it, it is very tempting. <laughs> yes, they hit different. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so what are your biggest inspiration when it comes to fashion and decor? I guess both. So I feel like with fashion, it's definitely, it's, it's pop culture for sure. Like what is happening, you know, in, in the moment. And oh my gosh, I just had the craziest flashback moment because actually... I feel like I became very brave in my fashion sense because of Lady Gaga. And it might sound so like cliche, like duh, of course, because Gaga was such an iconic, you know, fashion icon when she first started blowing up with like the, the crazy dresses, the couture, the fashion. And I feel like growing up, like listening to her, it really made me brave. It made me it made me put on the clothes that I was wearing when I was younger. And I actually met Gaga um, last year. Andrew and I went to her show here in Vegas and Andrew was at, actually, backstory, Andrew was at some um, charity event where they were raffling off her tickets and it was a meet and greet ticket. And when he, when he texted me, he was like, hey, should I, um, should I bid on these tickets? I was like, are you insane? Yes. <laughs> And what's crazy is I've never seen Gaga as much as I loved her music and I've never seen her live because I just felt like I had no one to go with. So when Andrew won those tickets, I remember getting dressed up that day and that night was the best night of my life. We, we were so close to the stage. When she opened up the show, I just started crying because I just remember when I was 18 and I, I felt that feeling of being free and you know, just being myself. Anyway, met her, she was amazing. And 
yeah, I feel like she had a big influence in my style and of course, pop culture. Now though, when it comes to interiors, I feel like I, I do look to like world renowned designers for inspiration. And I try to re replicate that and recreate it in a more approachable and affordable way. So I, I love watching Athena Calderon of Icewoon. Her homes, okay, not just one home, all of her homes is amazing. The way she, she puts together vintage with modern and she has been on the cover of so many, you know, architectural digests and all this stuff. And, um, you know, recently Kelly Wurstler is like a new obsession of mine. I actually want to take like her design class online. I just, I recently stayed at the proper hotel, which was magical. It was, it, I feel like it gives off that one hotel vibe, that modern organic feel. And, but I also look to, I also look for inspiration from traditional designers like Shay McGee and, you know, um, Amber Interiors. And again, I have that mix and match of, of design styles and making it affordable. You can replicate a very luxurious style in a very affordable way. And your channel does just that. I literally had chills when you were talking about when you met Lady Gaga and just like how much her music helped you and her fashion sense and everything. That must have been such a special moment. Oh my gosh, Gretchen, I want to see her again whenever that, you know, whenever that time comes. But when I met her, it, it was like a full circle moment because like I said, when I was 18, I was, I like looked up to her as, as an artist and, you know, as a fashion icon, I guess. And I dressed up as, as me and being able to meet her and tell her that you had such a positive impact in my life. Mm. <laughs> I could cry just thinking about it. Yeah. Oh, mm -hmm. that is so special. And when you were talking about Amber Interiors and like Studio McGee, I follow them on Instagram and I swear I save like every single photo. They are just incredible. Yeah. I mean, you just feel like you can live in the spaces that they design, you know, sometimes interior design can feel, it can feel stuffy. Like when you see photos, it's like, do people even actually live in these homes? And with, with, Studio McGee and Amber Interiors, it's like you can see yourself living in these spaces mm -hmm. and you can learn so much about how to layer color and texture and furniture layouts just by looking at their photos. And that's, that's what I love about social media is you can learn you can learn a lot. I so agree. Studio McGee just seems so homey and cozy. I just want to like jump into the photo and like lay on the couch or like cuddle with the pillows. Mm -hmm. Have you always had a love for interior design? Like when do you think that started? Oh my gosh. Okay. I'm going to give you the tea because actually it didn't start until Andrew and I moved into our first home together. And before that, we were renting and, you know, I was living with my family and it, it, interior design was never really part of my design language. It was just, it was so foreign to me. And like I said, it wasn't until we moved in, I was like, oh my gosh, actually, this is important that we feel at home. Your home really does affect your day. 
And I feel like this newfound like passion for design and interiors, I'm like, I'm helping people create these beautiful spaces and it feels so fulfilling because I know that feeling when you, you find like such a beautiful piece and you bring it into your home and it makes you feel so happy. I know that feeling and the fact that I share that with so many people now, oh my gosh, I, I love it so much. That's so fun that you can have the people that watch your videos, like emulate that same feeling. That's so exciting. And I so agree with like your environment that you live in affects your mood, like your mental state, everything like that. Because when I've rented so many places in the past, it's sort of like, okay, what's like the cheapest stuff I can get at Ikea? Like, I don't really care. You just like throw it together. And then everything's cluttered and my mind feels cluttered and I'm like, what's going on? So it's like, when you take the time to like put effort into your space, it is like life changing. Yes. Okay. I will say you just made me think about this is when you, when you kind of first start decorating your space, you, you feel like you want to get done and you just want to be finished and rushing and you're buying whatever you can. That was the biggest mistake that I did when we first moved in. Granted that we did, we moved in in a very specific, like a very weird time. We moved in like around the holidays. So I felt like I just needed my house to be done so I can invite my family, we can have gatherings. And so what I did was I, I just found like the cheapest furniture, the cheapest thing that I could find just so I could feel finished. And oh my gosh, now I'm wanting to replace those cheap things that I bought. So, mm. you know, if you are in that, in that stage of your, of, your, um, of your life where you're furnishing your home and you feel like you, you just want to get things just to get it, don't do it. Take your time, find the best things that you can afford and don't just settle because you found something that was cheap and that you think it'll, it'll, you know, it'll fill that space in the moment because in a few months time, you're going to want to switch it out. And that is one of the best things that I've learned in the last year is like, just take your time, especially if it's furniture, take your time, get the best thing that you can afford because you're, you're, you're going to want to live with those pieces for years to come, you know? Yeah. Oh my gosh. I so agree with that. And I do, I feel that same pressure, right? As you move somewhere new, you're like, I want it to be done. I want it to be finished. I want everything to just be how it's going to be when it's done. But it's like, when you rush to do that, I mean, I already did it when I moved into this past place, I like got all these rugs and then I'm like, wait, I hate them. So then you're like, okay, dang it. Now I got to get rid of these and get new ones. And it's just like, the patience is so important when you're decorating a new space and it's tough because you want to like you want it to be done but it's so worth it to wait and like really invest in things i think that's what i learned honestly from your videos too like i don't need to be getting these ikea pieces because then i have to get them once a year every year once they break and it's like if i take the time and you know save up my money whatever it may be it's like those things will stay with you and it becomes so much more worth it in the long run absolutely yeah those those pieces are what makes a home your home and rather than you know when you first move in rather than focusing on what's like incomplete just enjoy the process enjoy the process of growing with your home and curating those special pieces that fit rather than rushing and trying to find like you know the next cheap thing so that you can feel like you you have something complete 
I just feel like I can remember times where whatever it may be, like I need chairs. So then the next chairs you see, you just get, but then you don't really like them. And so they will always bother you and you're going to have to switch them out one day. So it's like, just slow down and wait. And I think, I know you said this in one of your videos, you were like, you need to, I forget how you said it, but it was basically like, you need to be really picky and choosy on what you're bringing into your home with decor. And I feel like I would go out and just be like, Ooh, I kind of like this. This is okay. And then I'm like, wait, can I be like careful on what I'm choosing? Cause then if I don't really like it, it's going to sit there and I'm going to be like, why did I get that? And you end up spending so much money on stuff that you're not going to keep. And I'm going to say this, you know, through experience, because I, I was like you when I first moved in. I was like, let me just go to HomeGoods and buy things all the time. And I kept buying and buying. And mm-hmm. now I feel like I have all this stuff that I don't even actually, one, love. And two, I felt like I, I wasted so much money. So rather than wasting your money, enjoy the process and really think about the pieces that you bring into your home. And I feel like now when you watch my videos, especially if it's shop with me video, which I love filming. (laughs) I'm very selective with the pieces that I buy. And I still make comments on things that I think are really beautiful. But now I'm like, okay, I don't need any more decor. But if it's nice, I'll tell you if it's nice. But Mm -hmm. I don't bring it home unless I know for sure that it has a spot. And I'm not just going to, you know, get it just to get it. And I feel like you know, I, I will say about with social media, it's like you kind of feel like you always have to be changing things, right? Mm-hmm. And I feel like you you feel that pressure, but I feel like with with your home, it should be the opposite. You should find things that will stay with you for for years and years. And that's what makes it that much more special rather than finding things that you're going to want to replace. I see that too in your videos. Now you'll be like, okay, like deep breath. I don't need this runner. It's really nice. It's beautiful. Like could be good for you guys, but it's like not perfect for my home. And you're like, okay, we're going to walk away. We're going to leave it. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) So, okay. So this goes along with what we were just saying about home goods. Tell us what it's like being, I'm giving you this term. I'm like literally giving you the crown here. You are literally the king of home goods. So what is that like? Yeah. Again, it's, it's so crazy because the home decor world is so, it's so loving, so accepting, and it's just filled with great people, I feel. And I, I feel like it's because, you know, most of the people in the community are adults. You know, you, you've, you're grown up, you're in this very specific stage in your life. And when I realized that you can find all of these amazing things at Home Goods, I couldn't keep it a secret. Like I had to tell everyone, I had to share that feeling that I feel when I find like the most amazing rug or the most amazing decor piece that you know, helps to style my home. And now I, this is so crazy because I have pieces, you know, when you think about someone's home, there's a lot of the pieces that they curate is very special to them. It it could be where they travel or it could be like, you know, a vintage piece that they found. And I have pieces that, you know, I found when Andrew and I were in Paris or I found that at a vintage store here. But some of the most special pieces that I have here in my home, my subscribers have helped me found. Mm-hmm. You know, whether it came from 
across the country or from California or a pillow that my, my follower helped me find. And these pieces have stories that, that mean so much to me because someone else helped me find it. And I, I remember I was trying to find these baskets, these, these woven baskets, and I knew someone in, in California found it. So I called the store in San Francisco. And of all the people to answer my phone call, the girl that answered watches my channel. And she was like, wait a minute, do you have a YouTube channel? So she actually helped me get that basket and she shipped it from San Francisco. And, you know, I can say when I look at that, that basket that I have displayed in my studio is like a girl in San Francisco, Crystal helped me find this. And all of these stories behind my pieces make it that much more special. And, you know, to me, it isn't just like a store now. It's like, it's this place that is so special because I've connected with all of my, I've connected with an audience that means so much to me. And it's a crazy feeling. It, it really is a crazy feeling. That's so special that a subscriber was like able to help you in your quest for this basket that you needed. And I think everyone yeah. should be like extremely grateful for you spilling the tea on home goods. Cause it was like this hidden gem. It was like a big secret. I feel like I never knew that you could find like such amazing things there until your video. So everyone needs to be thankful for it. Cause without you, people would just be going to buy like really expensive, like versions of these geodes and rugs when they don't need to be. Exactly. Exactly. It you know, we can design and make our homes beautiful and still be affordable. That's like one of my main goals for my channel is you can create a beautiful home and you don't have to spend a ton of money. So along with home goods, this is a fun question. How was the rug show born? That's one of my favorite segments. I know it's everyone's favorite. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. So when I when I think of the rug show, it's, it's so funny because I, I filmed a segment in one of my shop with me is where I was at the rug section. And while I was flipping through the rugs, I was just kind of like being silly and I was doing like weird little moves and like funny little gestures. And when I posted that video, everyone was kind of like, oh my God, that was hilarious at the rug section. And so the next time I was at Home Goods, I was like, wait a minute, what, what can I do that is like true to me and like kind of show another thing that I like to do, which was dance. And so mm -hmm. I just did like a little, I did a little dance, did a little, did a little move at the rug section and people died over this like 10 second section of my video where I was just like dancing at the rugs. I love to dance, I love rugs. And so I was like, why not just like do it as a thing? And it became kind of like a new little segment for my videos that I feel like now I always have to do it because when I did, when I posted a video without the rug show, people were like, wait a minute, where's the rug show? You didn't, <laughs> you didn't dance at the rugs. And so now it's become there like I can actually reveal this part of my life where I, where I do love to dance. And I still kind of, you know, sometimes when I'm having a hard day, I just go in my studio, I play one of my favorite songs and I just freestyle, I dance and I let off all the steam. But 
I feel lucky that I can just like include a little segment in my video of, of a part of my life that was like so special to me. Yeah. And for it to be received so well is just so cool, you know? <laughs> I love that so much. And hearing about everything you said earlier with dance, it's like most people watching probably don't even know your backstory with how, like how special dance is to you. So that's so fun that you get to marry the two together and just like bring that into your videos. And I've totally seen that. If there's not a rug show, people are like up in arms. They're like, where is the rug show? I've been waiting. Like everyone's expecting it now. They're like anticipating the rug show. So I love that you can find so much joy in dance. Like if you're having a bad day and you can just dance it out, like that's amazing. So getting a little bit more personal, tell us about your dog, Ginger. Okay, so Ginger is actually Andrew's dog. Okay. And so Ginger, she is a little old lady. Ginger is, she's 13 years old and she's actually, uh uh-huh. She's a, Ginger's a little senior dog and she is a, um, German Shepherd Doberman mix. And I feel like Ginger is like one of the best things to happen for me. And of course, for, you know, my relationship with Andrew is like, you have to learn how to take care of her. I mean, she has a little gimpy leg, so she can't just like, you know, you can't just like take her out on hikes and stuff like that. And now that she's older, we have to think about her health. And, you know, when we moved in, we wanted to make sure that one, we get a one-story home so that she doesn't have to keep climbing up stairs. And for our bed, it had to be a low bed to jump up and be comfortable because when we were renting, our bed was, you know, like a traditional bed. It was high. And she actually stopped jumping on the bed because she, you know, she, she's a little bit older. She, she mm-hmm. probably can't jump that high anymore. But Ginger is also like, She's very shy. She's very, she's very um, timid. And Andrew actually rescued Ginger um, when she was uh, one years old. So when Andrew and Ginger met, it was kind of like Andrew just knew that Ginger was the dog for him. And it was so funny, actually, when I first met Ginger, she would always bark at me. Like, you know, like, who are you and what are you doing in my house? You know? But, you know, now Ginger has been such a big part of our lives. I mean, we always have to, you know, think about her, think about her health, and she has to be comfortable. So, you know, we gave the bedroom a makeover, and it's essentially her bedroom as well. (laughs) Yeah, I remember one of your videos you were talking about like we knew we wanted like a one-story home obviously the bed needs to be low for her and i remember comments being like any guy that makes decisions for their home based off of their dog is like my kind of guy like we love him like Aaron's the best yeah you have to think about your your furry baby i mean they are part of your family you know oh yeah and i feel like having a dog with someone that you love it's like it makes it even better because it's something that the two of you equally love so much because I feel like in a relationship, I'm sure there's things you like doing more than Andrew and like he has interests that you're not interested in, but then it's like this one thing that you both love so much. Like it's so fun to just have something that you love together. Yeah, absolutely. And I feel like animals can do that to a relationship and to a person. It It teaches you how to love and how to care for 
someone other than yourself. And obviously oh, yeah. you would know that. I mean, you have little Brody, that little mm -hmm. cutie. <laughs> um, oh my gosh, every time I see him in your videos, I'm like, oh, it brings me back to my childhood. Because when I w was living in the Philippines, I grew up, I was raised by um, my grandparents because my, my family, actually, my parents moved to the U.S. first. Mm -hmm. And growing up with my grandparents, we had a golden retriever. And Aww. His name was Blazer, and I just remember when I met Blazer, it was like my my childhood changed drastically because it was always about that little golden retriever. And when I see Brody, Aww. I'm just like, oh, that reminds me when I was when I was little, and like when he gets all like um, feisty with you, I'm like, oh, yeah. my gosh. wait, I love that so much. Goldens are the best. <laughs> I know, I know. So. We got to get Andrew in here. So what does Andrew think of you following your dreams on social media? Whew, this is a, this is such a good question because I, I love Andrew. He, he has always been so supportive of me ever since we met. I mean, we kind of touched on it a little bit in the beginning. It's like, I didn't have to change who I was when I got with Andrew and I love that about him. He's always been so supportive, even though he's not all about the social media thing. I mean, he doesn't have an Instagram and, you know, he kind of was like, oh, I don't know. I don't really like social media in the beginning. But when I decided to start this new YouTube journey, he's always been so supportive. He's always mm -hmm. been like, let's get the camera gear. Let's get the lighting. Let's, let's get it if it's for your studio and let's do it. Let's do it together. And, you know, I feel so thankful because I feel like sometimes in a relationship that doesn't always happen. And especially when you start this new venture that is kind of like a leap of faith and, you know, you're kind of like doing it on, you're kind of doing your own thing and being your own, in your own business. It's hard, but, you know, I have Andrew to thank because he has been by my side ever since I started that first video. He was my cameraman. He was there making sure I was in focus. He was there helping me with like my line, you know? So I'm so thankful because he really, he really is the best. Mm -hmm. mm. I love that he can be that supportive sort of rock. I honestly find that. I feel like that's a common thing. A lot of people on YouTube will have a partner that is someone that is so not into social media, no Instagram, doesn't even like being on camera, doesn't want to be a part of it. And I think sometimes that can be so nice because it's like your time with him is so separate from social media, Instagram, YouTube, like it's separate. So you can have that like work life balance separation because you're like, oh, I don't need to be like taking Instagram pictures right now. He doesn't even want to be on the vlog anyway. So it's kind of easier that way. And I think so often it can be tough being on social media and YouTube and you can get caught up in everything or lose yourself, those sort of things. And it's like having that rock to ground you and always be there for you is just so important. I feel like it helps kind of balance out the relationship as well. Like I'm the very like creative person and Andrew's the very like analytical person. And, you know, obviously like my new job is I'm a, I'm, I'm on YouTube and then Andrew's an engineer. So I feel like my whole life, it's always been about like opposites attract. And it's true with my relationship as well. It's like we mesh well together because we're, we are opposites and we help balance each other out. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I feel like I'm just so thankful for that. You know, we met because 
he really has helped me get to where I am now. So, okay, last question, everyone. This has been so fun. Where do you see yourself in five years? The dreaded five-year question. (laughs) Oh my gosh, I feel like anytime I get asked this question, I never know how to answer it. But now that I'm like, you know, like in this new adventure, I'm on YouTube. I feel like in five years, I just want to be in a place where I am content and fulfilled. I actually really want to start my own, whether it be an online boutique or, or store, storefront. I want to have like a curated place where I can have my own collection of home decor and spread the home decor magic in a completely different way. I mean, we'll always love home goods, of course, mm-hmm. but to be able to like have a curated collection of things that I design and that has come from my imagination, I feel like I would want that in, you know, in five years and hopefully in the future it could happen. You never know. And, you know, stay tuned. If you, if you don't follow me already, make sure you do. And hopefully we can make it happen together. You know, I can literally see it right now. You are just manifesting this and putting it out there. It is going to be so amazing because everyone knows you have literally the best taste in all of this. And this reminds me, I remember one video, all the comments were like, why doesn't Arvin have his own HGTV show yet? Like he needs to be on HGTV. I'm like, literally he could have his own show. Like everyone would watch. Uh, That was like, honestly, one of the biggest compliments when I did read those comments, I was like, this is insane the fact that people are even saying something like this but it it kind of like you know catapulted like my my youtube career and my confidence that i need to be doing this i am in the right space and i've found my new purpose and it's on YouTube. Let me reassure you, like we all need you on YouTube because I don't know what I would have done without all your videos. I'm sure so many people feel that way. And I can just remember when I found your videos, like however many months ago and like how many subscribers you had then versus now, like you are growing like crazy. And I just can't wait till you hit a million subscribers. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much. You know, it was the YouTube channel that nobody asked for, but I am (laughs) glad to be here and I'm happy to be here. So thank you. Well, thank you for joining us. This was such an exciting episode. We hit so many amazing topics like I knew we would. And yeah, thank you for coming on. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I really did have so much fun. Okay, you guys, I just finished editing this episode with Arvin and I realized that I didn't even end it off. So I just wanted to thank you guys so much for listening. And this was such a treat to record with Arvin because I'm sure, as you could tell, throughout the entire episode, I kept saying I was his biggest fan and I really am. And it was such a pleasure to chat with him, get to know him more and have him on my podcast. So I really hope you guys enjoyed. Thank you so much for listening and I will catch you in my next episode. Bye.